0: Is this a ghost? It is sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. It's always been sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. Still sponsored by Pickney Bend Distillery. And they're great. They make, not, listen, listen, Pat. I don't know if you know this. Mm-hmm. They make, not only do they make some really great stuff over there. Great whiskey, mm-hmm. great gin, great vodka. All mm-hmm. that stuff. Good, Great friends, too. They make great friends. They, make, they do make great they friends. They do, yes. Yeah. Um, and not only that, but they <laughs> believe they, they believe in our mission. They believe in ghosts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They are they're a ghost forward um, distillery. Mm-hmm. I think I would say I feel comfortable saying that. I th- yeah, I, th- I think so. Yeah, I think so. They've added it to their platform, which I, I appreciate. Yeah, yeah, it's on their website now in their mission statement officially, which is mm-hmm. really nice. I think it's in their their investment deck they show around when they're trying to get another round of funding. Uh, <laughs> so strange that the lobbying hasn't been more successful. <laughs> <laughs> it's surprising. <laughs> they they don't just they don't I would say they don't they put their money where their mouth is. They don't just believe mm-hmm. in ghosts. They hire ghosts. Pignone Bend Distillery is the only distillery in the world that makes makes spirits by spirits, spirits made by mm-hmm. spirits. Mm-hmm. Half their workforce is ghosts, and most people won't hire ghosts these days because no. that's. But there, this is Pickney Bend is the progressive, um, progressive distiller that you've been. You didn't know that you needed in your life, in your afterlife. <laughs> this This is going pretty well, we, right? We, yeah, we can we can cut this all back into something <laughs> useful. I'm sure. <laughs> if you haven't checked out pickney bend yet you're missing out so um go online to their website p-i-n-c-k-n-e-y-b-e-n-d dot com it's not spelled how you think but it is pickney bend and go mm-hmm. check and see if you can find them near you yeah don't wait till you're a ghost no don't wait that long Although, no just do it now you, if, if you when you are a ghost though if you're looking for a job they're they're a, they're a good place to start yeah 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 until they're going to start sending us ad reads <laughs> by email, I really don't think they can complain about anything we're putting out there.
1: Are we, are we,
0: are we going to tape tonight? Yes, we are. Thank you again. (laughs) Mm. I wish I had more time, you know, like in general or for this? Because I mean, oh, yes. I mean, for for in general and um, also uh, to actually do something with these videos. I need I need a I need an intern. Do you are you looking for an internship? I have an intern at work. Did you know that? Uh, I have a job for them. Mm, No, not that kind of an intern. Not that kind engineer, right? Um, not like an audio engineer. <laughs> well, it's the same thing. If you can engineer one thing, you can engineer all the things. No, like my, my licensing is really clear about that. It's the, like the first thing it says. <laughs> <laughs> no, You're a mechanical suck. engineer. This does not cover elevators. I'm like, what well, elevators, that's weird. Huh. Wait, you can't do elevators? No, it's like a special thing. Oh, is it a union thing? Is that a thing? No, it it's like a, win? it's like a, you get trained in how to not kill people in elevators type Sorry, thing. Sorry, so you can design... A roller coaster for Disney World that will mm. throw a whole set of cars fifty feet or whatever simulated. Yes, yeah, uh, and you can do that, but you can't work on an elevator. Yeah, maybe it is a union thing. Actually, now that I think of it. <laughs> if I get stuck in an elevator, so you're you are the one person I would call. Mm, I know. Now I can't do that. Yeah, you <clears> press <throat> that little emergency call button, and I'm like the last person on the list that picks up. So, oh man, man, I have a piece of sauerkraut in like my wisdom tooth. <laughs> And I don't know how long it's been there because I haven't had sauerkraut in like a week. But <laughs> it's very sauerkraut now. It is. I yeah. I don't know what it is about that that uh that sweet sweet kraut. But man, it just does not give up. How, if you had to guess when, how many days ago you ate sauerkraut? What do we? What's your ballpark? When was St. Patrick's Day. Uh, three days ago. Yeah, about then. Probably then. Yeah, I'd say then. Okay, that's so, not. It's not. It could be worse. No. However, I would recommend, have you tried oral hygiene? So here's the funny thing. When you have five wisdom teeth, like a fucking five shark. Teeth. One of them comes out of like the t- roof of your mouth. Seriously. It's, it's seriously <laughs> on my top right. They have a, uh, they, they, they have a special name for it. They, you know, they have a I special name. Yeah. It's called a super numerator. Okay. They didn't have to call it that. They didn't have to call it. <laughs> they didn't have to tell me I have a super tooth, but uh-huh. I, it's a super numerator. And um, most of the time, they take it out whenever you are um, a child, Mm -hmm. because, you know, you don't have a fucking job to go to every day. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, but now that I'm an adult, and I don't even have time to, like, poop for longer than 30 seconds, um, now I get to figure out a time when I can have all of my wisdom teeth pulled, all five of them, Mm -hmm. and uh, be completely incapacitated by opioids for, like, three days in recovery. And uh, Uh, not least. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, I could. Uh, I could just be, So I could just make, do zero days. You know, that's, that's true. Show. That's true. I'll make a pitch for you. See what you think mm-hmm. about this. You're going to be mm-hmm. up here pretty soon for C2E2. Mm-hmm. You come up on Friday. <laughs> we'll uh, do the show first. That's that's first, and then <laughs> I don't want to fuck up the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, the show the show is everything <laughs> to me. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all I have now. But mm-hmm. if you we'll, we'll do the show and then maybe even at C2E2 we can make it like a whole programming thing. Mm-hmm. I will. I'll just pull your teeth. I'll pull your teeth out. <laughs> <laughs> i'll do my best how about this uh, how about this okay no, no no i got this for every person that shows up for the podcast i will pull out one of my wisdom teeth well you're still gonna have like three of them left over <laughs> i know unfortunately yeah. Yeah, especially if ryan shows up so it's yeah it's gonna be it's gonna be tough oh man um okay well to me it sounds like a good excuse to get out of work like surely your company mm-hmm. will give you some time off if you get teeth pulled out of your face yeah if i'm on opioids i i legally can't be in the office i was gonna say i don't i don't think they like doing engineering work when you're yeah all drugged up yeah elevator or not they don't want me doing that shit on the on the (laughs) on on the oids so what's what's funny is the first time i went to this dentist i you know they they have the hygienist do the thing first right so she uh you know she yeah, you know, sits me in the thing, puts a bib on, introduces herself. She starts cleaning my front teeth, and then she keeps going back further in the mouth, and she like gets all the way back there. And she she stops. And she like looks down, looks me in the face. She looks back in my mouth. She said, "I'll be right back." <laughs> <laughs> she like scoots away, and I can hear it's not, it's not a big office. I can like hear her go out to the hallway and and like whispering with the dentist. The dentist because it's actually very normal. It's it's fine. It's very normal. It's not a big deal. <gasps> She comes back and she goes, "I'm I'm so sorry. I'm sorry. I've just I've just never seen that before." And I'm thinking, that's not what you ever want to hear at the dentist. You never want to hear, <laughs> no. "Boy, are you a unique case?" Anytime so, you're at any sort of uh, place where there are sharp tools that go into your body, mm-hmm. you don't want to be. Uh, you don't want to be the the case that they uh, they write books about, textbooks about. No, it's it, it'd be like if you went into the doctor and the doctor's like, "Um, hold on, I got to go check one of the." books in the basement actually <laughs> i go check because. one of the alchemy books <laughs> yeah. i gotta blow some dust off this book from 1438 to see what kind of leeches we got to work here because i don't know what's happening oh uh, I, I don't know is it i don't remember did they use pints back then for how much blood to let <laughs> Let me let me check let me see what <laughs> oh boy um so this is our first time in uh, in a couple weeks recording south by southwest was great thank you for asking it was really good is that where you I went? Great, I had a great time. Yeah. Did I tell you that I met the uh, assistant attorney general in charge of antitrust? In charge? Wait, in charge of antitrust? Yeah. Really? That's interesting. It was very interesting. And so, hmm. I John Cantor, who was he, was very nice. I saw him wandering in the halls, mm-hmm. and I said, "Excuse me, are you John Cantor?" And he said, "Yes, I am." And he was super nice. But here is what I learned about myself. So on mm-hmm. that day, that was the first day of South by, and I had slept literally three hours that night maximum because I had to wake up at two o'clock to. Go to the airport mm-hmm. um so i i was not well slept mm. and i had traveled all day and i was not a good and so then that's 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 what you want when you when you see the assistant attorney general of the united states in charge of antitrust <laughs> is to not be able to communicate with humans mm-hmm. yep so i made the mistake of of saying are you are you john Cantor?" and he said yes mm-hmm. and he came over and he shook my hand and we just kind of stood there for a few seconds and it occurred to mm. me that oh he's waiting for me to say more words he's, <laughs> he's expecting a follow-up yes, yeah yeah yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and i was not prepared for that i just wanted mm. to uh, know if he was uh, in fact mm-hmm. John Cantor. and so i said i said um oh i'm i'm here he was doing a, a panel on a podcast later and i said i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna see your uh, your panel in a couple hours um and then i stopped making words <laughs> And <laughs> this is the most like this is the most important person i will ever meet in my life and he looked at me and he's a very kind person he looked at me mm. and he kind of nodded and like encouragingly <laughs> i was mm-hmm. like oh that's great And i said yeah, yeah yeah yeah. i'm looking forward to it yeah is there someone here with you that can maybe that i can talk <laughs> it was to So bad. and then so he said yeah yeah that's gonna be and i said that's gonna be i'm really looking forward to it and then we stood there for a few more seconds Right. Yeah. And I thought, God, he just wants me to say more words. (laughs) He's just not leaving. Um and so then I said, I'll let you get to it. I (laughs) (laughs) you know, it's been (laughs) great. It's been great. And he said, Well, thank you so much, it's nice meeting you. And then I said, You too, sir, and keep up the good work.
1: Hmm. And he said Has uh, he been
0: doing good work though? I don't know. I think I don't know. He's suing Google, that's pretty fun. I like that. Uh, but he was like, Well, you know, we're out there, you know, fighting the fight and doing what we can. And he mm-hmm. said, I said, All right. <laughs> and as he walked away, I thought, I have to go, I have to, I have to sleep before I talk to more people. I have to take a nap before I try to ever talk to anyone again. Ugh. Um, the rest of it was great, though. I mean, that sounds, that, I mean, that part was pretty great. <laughs> was, I, mean, was, I bet it was it his was highlight to, for sure. It, it was good enough to lead off the show with. Why wouldn't it be a great experience? Oh boy, I'm still recovering. Mm. Still a little sleepy. Sir, so, how many days have you been back? Uh, <laughs> um since Wednesday. So Okay, so it's so this has been a like lot. a fucking week. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Yeah. But I I told my grad students this morning, because I saw them and they were all dragging too, but they stayed till Friday. Mm. But mm. I said, Hey, so y'all look very like fresh faced today. I feel like maybe I'm it might be that I'm getting old because I've been back mm. since Wednesday and I am yeah. still so exhausted.
1: Mm-hmm
0: um and they said it may be that you're getting old yeah so. how <laughs> I many of them have like several children and like get woken up by two o'clock in the morning yeah none of them, probably, Not a, none none of them. yeah so they probably got back from south by and they're like you know what oh, i'm a little bushed i'm gonna sleep for like 19 hours <laughs> right. and then um i think i'll be cool have some mcdonald's and just call it a day yeah, I'm sure you got back from South by and Aaron's like, oh, thank God you're like home. <laughs> Half soul. the house burned, but I put it out. <laughs> and um, Maple's at Urgent Care, but I don't remember which one. So, so I'm gonna need you to uh, to get to work. Uh, yeah, That was real, and it was so funny. You know, at South by, there's like every night there's parties and there's brand activations mm-hmm. and you know there's like free mm-hmm. like booze everywhere and there's dancing till like 3 a.m. Mm-hmm. Every single night I was there, I was in my hotel room by latest eight o'clock. Oh, it sounds so nice. And I didn't sleep or anything. I just sat <laughs> there, and it was quiet. And I just like looked at my phone for a while. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. It was amazing. Oh, yeah. I just sat quietly <laughs> for mm-hmm. hours. It was so good. <laughs> I guess my students, some of my students, about half of my students, every night, they were sending me photos of like what they were doing in the evening. Mm-hmm. And half of them were, every single night, playing cards in their lobby of their hotel. That was They're their night. Cards in like the Rat Pack or something? What the fuck is that? <laughs> like I thought. A, I have I, I I thought two things about this. Number one was, this is great because that makes my job so much easier. Mm-hmm. I don't have to go to any emergency rooms for anyone like doing like you know jumps off a bar. Yeah, that's great. So thank you, children. And two, I thought, a bunch of nerds. What are you do? Go out there. <laughs> what are you doing? um but they're they're great they're great great students and uh, we had a really good time and they were awesome that's great don't worry none of them listen to this so i would i was much, talking though. about the podcast a little bit while i was there so i'm afraid that this might be the first one they listen to so you didn't tell them the real name though right you like me well they I, yeah. here's the thing about being digital natives they're so good at the internet uh, they found yeah. it they found it <laughs> i said we well, may have heard of it um it's called my favorite mm-hmm. murder and uh and they were like uh <laughs> i don't think so uh, 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 uh-uh. Uh-uh. Uh. I'm sure they, they can probably say ask chat GPT and they'll like <laughs> right. he'll he'll give it up. Anyway, do you wanna hear a ghost story? Um yeah, I got time. Okay. I'm sure. Today I want to tell you a story about Prescott, Arizona. Ooh, okay. Is that now okay. Let me guess. Mm-hmm. Since it's in Arizona, is uh-huh. it is it a suburb of Phoenix, Arizona? It is in fact not. What the fuck? Really? Okay. <laughs> there are other places, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Prescott is pretty far from Arizona, from Phoenix. Mm-hmm. It's several hours. I know this cause I've been there several times. I okay. have spent actually a lot of time in Prescott. How? Um, really? <laughs> because my dear friend, Stephen Luna, mm, where, where Luna, you know, Oh, is where Luna resides. It's Ish. not. Okay. Well, he does. Luna does reside mm-hmm. in, uh, in a suburb of, of Phoenix, but he, his former father-in-law, Owned what what the family referred to as a cabin in Prescott, Arizona. Okay. Now this cabin is a three story, like five bedroom mm. house. Right. So not not some slab house or anything like that. Okay, that's fair. Yeah, but it's up in Prescott, and we would go there for we would do these uh, kind of writers summits. Uh, you know, Ooh. and Jordan Quattlebaum would go, and we would uh-huh. we we'll just we do we try to do them once a year. And um, when we had access to this place via Luna's um, previous marriage. We would go and and that's where we would do it up in the mountains and um, in hill country. Wow. Okay. And Prescott. Okay. Um, All right. I've got a, I've got on the map here. It is it's okay. in the middle of a lot of like reservation type area. Correct. We're going to talk about that. Uh, we'll get there. Okay. Okay. We'll get okay. There. Um, it's a really interesting town. It's uh, it's we'll, you know what we'll just get there. We'll, yeah. we'll get there in our time. <laughs> so now yeah, it's it's spelled like it would be pronounced Prescott, but it's pronounced Prescott. And if you pronounce it Prescott, mm-hmm. you, that's not okay. Yeah. Yeah. People are immediately like, you're obviously not from Prescott because you pronounced it the right way. <laughs> the first time that I was getting ready to go to Prescott, mm-hmm. uh, about 10 years ago, I was living in Des Plaines, Illinois, a suburb of Chicago. Mm-hmm. Also pronounced horribly. Yes. gone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I was talking to my neighbor at the time and just over the fence while we're doing yard work. And she was like, you know, any big plans? I was like, actually, yeah, I'm going to Prescott, Arizona. And she goes, "Ah, it's Prescott. And I was like, wait, what? (laughs) And then she spit at you over the fence. Yeah. I was like, first of all, it's a weird energy to be bringing to this conversation. Second of all, how do you know, this is like a mountain town in the middle of nowhere, Arizona. Um, And I, she was like, it, trust me. She's like, it's Prescott. And when you Mm. get there, Call it Prescott. (laughs) So even in Des Plaines, Illinois, they they know it's not Prescott. It's Prescott. Uh. They'll they'll fucking get you. Anyway, Prescott. Nope. Damn it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) See, now I'm I'm trying so hard not to. Step back. (laughs) Anyway, Prescott was a mining town Mm -hmm. way in the back when. Mm -hmm. It was very rich in silver and gold. It's like a Christmas song up in there. I don't know if there are many places that were actually had like silver and gold mines that were really fruitful. I don't know. I don't know. I I I don't know enough about the the how common different ore veins are. (laughs) I guess when when I used to work in when I used to go back and forth to Phoenix for work, the the area that we had our our construction equipment like proving grounds that backed up to an old copper mine. So there's apparently copper out there as well. Yeah. So oh, that's copper, fucking, gold, that's a rich. That's a rich Silver. State. Yeah, that explains all the uh, the richness out there, all the uh, <laughs> all the great in- infrastructure and <laughs> great. Um. Anyway, so so Prescott had a lot of silver and gold mines, mm-hmm. and there was a military fort in Prescott since the town's inception. Mm-hmm, yeah, To keep an eye on yeah. all the gold and the silver it makes sense. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah, and there is nothing but savages around there, so we <laughs> want to keep an eye on it. You definitely don't want them to get into the silver. <laughs> Right, you <laughs> know they're gonna. Mm-hmm. That's their whole. That's their whole vibe. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so, yeah, like the, yeah, the, the, sav- the 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 savages run like. Maybe you could just not kill us. Maybe I mean that would be another about, option. I don't know. We don't we don't we don't like yellow fever. Yeah. Could you not bring it here anymore? Yeah. Maybe don't We're just kind of like doing our thing. Yeah. Give us a little bit of room, and they're like, "Oh, I see. You're after the silver mine." <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh-huh. Um. So the fort was called Fort Whipple. Mm-hmm. They couldn't. Which, I, <laughs> that's the <laughs> best they <I> got. <laughs> um, it well, sounds like a place where you would make ice cream. It re, it, oh man. Well, okay. Now, now, it really, sounds like a place I want to visit. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, yeah. 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 we can. I mean, you can go to press, It's still there. Mm-hmm. Is um, is Fort, Fort Whipple's still there though? Um, you know what. No one, no one's going to do the research. Yeah, yeah it sure is. <laughs> and actually, it's an ice cream store now. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just don't just don't tell your old neighbor from Des because I'm sure she will let you know whether or not the ice cream place is still there. There's lots of reasons why I'm never going back to Des Plaines, so <laughs> we're good there. <laughs> um, so Fort Whipple, uh, very surprisingly, quote, acted as a base for campaigns against natives. Hmm, wild. Yeah. Can you imagine? What a, what a story we have as a country, huh? <laughs> <laughs> it's like one page just mm-hmm. yeah, it just keeps repeating mm-hmm. over and over and over. Mm-hmm. Uh anyway, so this part of the country was home to and I'm I'm going to apologize in advance. I am probably going to pronounce this wrong. Mm-hmm. No Yava time to research, pie. no time to research the right the right pronunciation, right? No time. Dude. Okay. No, definitely not. Uh the Yava, Yavapai and the Apache tribes. Mm-hmm. And um from day 1 the obviously the settler the the, the white people were like, we do do we want this gold or or do we want the gold right yeah sure and they're like yeah we we want the gold <laughs> and the silver if there's time but the gold is really what we're <laughs> so yeah. but gold is really yeah, yeah. Um, whatever they're gonna be hawking on Sean Hannity's show in, <laughs> in in 200 years that's what we want because that's gonna really that's gonna really make it for us. So, Prescott totally boomed during the mining times, of course. Mm. And in 1864, it was officially designated as the capital of the Arizona Territory. Mm. So, for a while, Mm. Prescott was the capital. Wow. Okay. It replaced uh, the former territory capital, which was called Fort Whipple. And then eventually the capital moved to Tucson in 1867, then back to Prescott, actually, in 77. Mm-hmm. And then it went to a little startup town called Phoenix in 1889. And that's uh, that's the story of the capital of Arizona. Hmm. Anyway, didn't, uh, didn't back in... Eight, yep. No, it's not important, but I needed to stretch this out a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> in 1888, Prescott held its first ever rodeo. And this is a very big deal. Hmm. The first time I went to Prescott, mm-hmm. one of the first things I noticed was, it's like an old West town, and they preserve some of it that way. Like, there's a lot of whiskey bars with batwing doors. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a giant banner stretching across the main street that said something like, oldest rodeo in the world, hmm. millionth year, you know, whatever. Sure, yeah. Uh, and just that's true. So in 1888, they had their first ever rodeo, and it is the... That is an annual rodeo that continues today and is the world's oldest continuing rodeo. Possibly the world's oldest rodeo ever. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. When, I don't know. It feels like a very American thing. Yeah. I Rodeo, that, that's got to be, I mean, there's bullfighting, but that's not like. It's not a rodeo. I would, no. That's not a rodeo. No, I mean, there's, rodeo, no. there's like rodeo events. I mean, there's a lot of guys on horses yelling and jumping and stuff like that, but, you know. In bullfighting? Yeah. Like the guys with yeah. the, you know. You know, the guys on the horses and they run around. Can say more about that. No, I just, I I don't remember the name, <laughs> but there's guys <laughs> on horses that ride around the ride around the ring and do what? Uh, I think they have big swords on or like spears and they stab the bull and make it mad. Okay. So you're talking about matadors. No, 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 no. The matador is not on a horse. He is classically. <laughs> well, standing. that was my next. That was my next <laughs> comment is I think this is all wrong. <laughs> uh. <laughs> So it depends. It depends on what you want to uh, on, on 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 how you want to refer to the, you know, bullfights. If that's if that's a rodeo, I guess. I mean, it's all but it's imagine. all basically like forming a big like circle around livestock and screaming at it. So I mean, yeah, and injuring it so that it will be easy to kill. Yeah, yeah. that's cool. That's a cool sport. Uh, <laughs> the first rodeo actually involved a mastodon, and <laughs> <laughs> it lasted three years, mm-hmm. but we finally got that fucker down. Uh, so it is, um, it is one of the most famous rodeos in the U S obviously it's the oldest it draws, man. How many people do you think go to this thing every year? How many tourists do you think go to the world's oldest, world's oldest rodeo every year? You're kind of set me up. I don't know if if it's like a Sturgis thing where like all the rodeo enthusiasts across the country come to see. That's like a, that's like a metal rodeo. Well, yeah, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) Different kind of steeds there. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, Ooh, I'm going to say 25,000 people. Not too far off. 35,000.
1: Uh, yeah. I, eh, okay. i feel pretty good. good. You're in the pretty...
0: ballpark. Yeah. I'm going to give it to you. That's Where pretty does, good. With... 35,000 people go to this rodeo every year. Where do 35,000 people stay in Prescott, Arizona, I wonder? It's interesting that you ask that because <laughs> <laughs> we're going to talk about hotels very shortly. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, again, when you go through Prescott, there are signs – Year round, telling you about their rodeo. Mm-hmm. They're very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Two hundred and fifteen days until the rodeo type yeah. stuff. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, so now, during this latter part of the nineteenth century, Prescott was a true wild west town, um, and so some of its famous residents included Virgil Earp. Mm-hmm. Ever heard of him? Mm, I have. Uh, and Doc Holliday. I have, wait. The Lunger. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> why did they, why did they come down there? What, what was their business? Was it was it rodeo business? I guess uh, probably rodeo business. Sure, I I would guess rodeo business. And mm-hmm. Tombstone is in Arizona, right? So, I think Tombstone's in Arizona. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. I'm gonna search in the back. I've seen that movie. I swear to God, at least twenty times. I don't know where Tombstone is. I think it's Arizona. I mean, seems, they never mentioned that in it, the movie. It was filmed in Arizona. Okay, well that's good. Um. How to set up a tombstone? I, I Google the wrong thing. I'm sorry. That's, but that's the movie odd. was that's, the movie was set in Arizona. But the I think tomb I think the town of Tombstone was in Arizona also. I'm not mistaken. I Think so? Yes. Yes. You don't sound convinced. I want. I, I am reading. Right. I'm reading. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, yes. Film was loosely based on real events that took place in the 1880s in southeast Arizona, including the gunfight of okay. the a- OK. At the the K.O. Corral. The famous K.O. Corral. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so they are the same state, Mm, same territory, whatever. They're there. Uh, Anyway, so it was a real wild west town, Mm -hmm. truly. And in 1872, a surgeon moves into town. His name is Dr. Thaddeus P. Seeley, (laughs) which is... (laughs) That's that's a name they give you in med school. (laughs) Absolutely. (laughs) It is the perfect... 1872 surgeon name there are no notes <laughs> you, <laughs> and uh, you, you get like a diploma you get the white coat and then you get a <laughs> name that sounds like it's wheezed by an old man that's that's what you get <laughs> that's right. that is be, what is it what was it again seely that is p seely yeah that's <laughs> comes for free with the diploma <laughs> um and he built a house on a property in Prescott, Arizona. Sure. Yeah. Plenty of that to go around as people do. Mm-hmm. Um, now he was, a, he was originally the official, uh, Fort Whipple surgeon mm-hmm. and boy, that, that that's gotta be a tough job. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like <laughs> guys coming in and getting like, you know, blown apart and fill arrows and falling down into ravines and stuff. And they're like, see what you can do, doc. You know, so- <laughs> can, he, yeah. can you bring him back to life? Yeah. Or- I have most of him. Yeah. <laughs> Which parts are the important ones, mm-hmm. medically speaking? Mm-hmm. Because I have some, and I have more parts of the horse, if that helps. So, <laughs> <laughs> Mary Shelley has this new book out, and I think you could really do something with this guy. So he builds a house. Uh, he leaves. He leaves Fort Whipple. He builds a house in the central downtown part of of Prescott. Um, and he he ends up selling it to uh, four years later to a man named William W Hutchinson. Mm-hmm. 1876 total cost of the sale by the way of a house Mm -hmm. on a property 250 (laughs) dollars so So i did the thing that i do i went and Mm -hmm. i looked at the um the what that what that is in today's yeah yeah. Uh yeah, but i found an interesting site that was like i want to i should have i hope i bookmarked it because (laughs) i want to use it more because it was actually like okay 250 dollars in 1876 was this much in cash, but equated to this much in real estate or this much in like, other, it was really hmm. interesting. It's okay. I don't know if it's accurate, but the, according to them, mm-hmm. if you spend it on a construction project or as the cost of a historic event, mm-hmm. I don't, I don't know what that means. <laughs> um, but like, how do you, like, what do you, what do you classify as a historic event? But uh, it's a construction project. I think mm-hmm. I, I would say so. Today it would be ninety eight thousand nine hundred ninety two dollars and fifty one cents. Yeah, that's yeah for that part of the country. It's probably about right. You think so? I feel. I don't know. I feel like it's pretty cheap. I mean, that's it's all desert. I don't know. I mean, like, sorry, but it's also got a place called Whiskey Row, like two blocks away. <laughs> Are you factoring that? Yeah, in? That's fair. That's fair. But I, I, I guess that doesn't make sense, for, like the inflation calculator, because land back then a little bit easier to come by. Like, if you could, if, <laughs> yeah. if, yeah, if you could fight off, like. You know, the couple of guys who live on that land, it's pretty much yours. If you could walk into a house and say, this is mine now, and then fight everyone else, Mm -hmm. that was yours. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, so Hutchinson, he, I guess he tore down the house. He built a two-story Victorian house on the property. Oh, wow. A painted lady, perhaps? Uh, I believe it was a painted (laughs) lady, as is the style of uh, all ghost stories everywhere. (laughs) Uh, Eventually, they learned. Eventually, they're like, you know what? Every time. Every time. (laughs) We should really stop this. Mm Mm-hmm. So he built the the house and he expanded it to the adjoining lots. He bought the other lot, the next lot too. And, and, uh, kind of, kind of nudged over the line a little bit. Sure. Just kept buying more lots until it was just all desert for him. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah it's deserts yeah. all the way down. He died in 1886. His wife remarried to W.T. Richardson mm-hmm. and who then owned the property because that's how mm-hmm. property rights work because women, women mean, women mean nothing. Mm-hmm. um, do you think that people listening to this podcast for the first time for this episode think that we think women mean nothing and that Native Americans should be called savages? Boy, I hope not. You know, I wonder if we're sending the wrong vibe. You know, I maybe maybe we should put that one in the disclaimer. That maybe that's a that's yeah. A good, we'll I'll, maybe we'll, yeah. we'll you know at the end of this we'll record a disclaimer and we'll just we'll drop it in the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you <laughs> we if, won't forget. Yeah, if you're offended by our cavalier attitude toward the English language, please listen to the first forty-one episodes and then <laughs> if you're not, you'll kind of get our whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um so anyway, so then Richardson, who then owns the property, he sells the house to uh Henry D. Ross in eighteen ninety-five for three thousand dollars. Oh, that's that's big money. And that's right quite there. a profit. Yeah. Yeah. Now Ross sold this property to John Haler in nineteen oh six, and Haler sold it to Woodville H. Williams <laughs> in okay. nineteen ten. This man's first name was Woodville. Wood- <laughs> And I just think that's worth that's worth talking about. <laughs> that's that's not one that's coming back again. That's really not <laughs> Woodville. Like a lot of really pretty old lady names come back, but uh, yeah. there's a whole bunch of old man names from back then not coming back. No, if your name is the name of a bourbon distillery, I don't think it's coming back. Mm-mm. No, definitely. Unless but, it's uh, Pinckney Bend, <laughs> Pickney Bend Distillery. Everybody, name your if God, I bet if you name your child Pickney. Mm-hmm. They they're probably give you some free. I'm pretty for that. sure Tara will figure out some way to ship something to you <laughs> eventually. <laughs> <laughs> Might take I don't know, checks watch nine months, but i don't get it eventually. We love Fakie Ben. Um, let's see. Anyway, so he okay. So the this this most recent sale, uh, they sold that for only two thousand dollars. Mm, well, which I mean, is a, it's a bit of a loss, isn't it? What, what do you this? This was 1910. Oh, okay. Well, all right. So, yeah. So he dropped $1,000 mm-hmm. in not too much time. So that's not good. Somewhere along the line, things didn't go great. And that might be explained away by, by the fact that at some point between 1901 and 1910, um, the big Victorian house was demolished and a smaller house was built on the second lot. <laughs> they downsized because they thought, yeah, let's, let's get rid of this beautiful house and make it a small house. And... That's what they did, um, which I thought was really strange until I learned that, um, let's see, where are we at here? Turn of the century, the town of Prescott, like the entire town, was made entirely out of wood. And as Wikipedia put it, quote, the makeshift wooden town burned to the ground several times in the first decade of the 20th century. Again, <laughs> okay, my, my my experience with Dodd City sounds like it's pretty uh, pretty common <laughs> across all of the late 19th century desert towns i think so yeah eventually they were like maybe hey guys mm. should we use brick i don't yeah. know <laughs> this town has burned down quote several times you know the last every time it burns down you know it doesn't burn all this sand doesn't burn <laughs> what if we build the buildings out of the sand giant sand giant castles. sand yes exactly yes. <laughs> we were all thinking it <laughs> Um, so I, th- I, my guess is that the, the Victorian burned down and they were like, let's build a small house mm-hmm. here. Um, anyway, that, that doesn't really matter because in 1917, uh, the house and it's now adjacent lot, uh, or now vacant adjacent lot. They were purchased by a cowboy whose name was JB Jones. Finally a normal name. He buys this and he decides we're going to do, we're going to do something special mm-hmm. with this place. Now there were already a handful of hotels in Prescott, but. JB figured it's all this mining going on. We got the world's oldest rodeo. Mm-hmm. We could use another hotel. Sure thing. So I'm going to turn this into a hotel. Um, so he built a two-story red brick hotel on the vacant. Ah, line. clever. Finally. Yes. Someone <laughs> realizes. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> One fun fact about this, that his next door neighbor, was Morris Goldwater, who was uncle of Barry Goldwater. Oh. Who very famously yep. did not become president. <laughs> <laughs> so the hotel that, that J.B. Jones built, it was really nice. They, it was advertised as, uh, quote, an attractive small hotel, 30 rooms and 16 baths. Hmm. And I want to pause on that for a second Wait. because, yeah, <laughs> you've just done the math. Ugh. Yeah, that's <clears throat> just over one bath per per two rooms. Right, yeah yeah maybe it's one of those where like there's 10 rooms to get their own bath you know like 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 suites like really nice ones and then Mm -hmm. the other 20 rooms all get to split six baths that's like like a a dorm that's kind of what i'm what i'm getting it that might be right yeah because otherwise that is that's a weird number of baths for a (laughs) 30-room hotel um 30 rooms, 16 baths, mm. wide verandas, upstairs and down, attractive lobby, mm. hot and cold water in all rooms. Oh, wow. Well, I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's in <laughs> the middle of the Arizona desert, so cold water in the room is probably that's the good, more attractive yeah, part of gonna, it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. The easy part was the good part. Mm. Uh, night and day phone service with buzzers in all rooms. Oh, wow. Excellent steam heat, free parking, which you can't even find that today. Oh, that's Oof, wow. Yeah. And one half block from the plaza. Um, the plaza is just like town square. Okay. But, uh, again, it's still a big deal today. Mm-hmm. It's like a big kind of park in the middle of the town. And if you wander out there, is mm-hmm. whiskey rows on one side with all these bars, whiskey bars. Um, mm-hmm. There's like ice cream parlor. There's, there's like four yeah. ice cream parlors. Yeah, so, you mentioned you know, Fort Whipple. So yeah, I understand. Yeah. You know. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, right. You know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so it was a it was a nice place. Hmm. Um, but not nice enough for J.B. Jones to keep with it. A few years later, in hmm. 1924, he traded the hotel. <laughs> I want to, I want to go back to that word. He traded the hotel. He, tra- okay, Traded for traded a sum of livestock. Is my guess for some ranch land. Okay, well, yeah, which, all right, fair enough. Yeah, north of Prescott. He's mm-hmm. like, I'm done with this. Uh, mm-hmm. Tradesies. Yeah. When a, a co- co- Yeah, yeah, like a a cowboy buying a property in town. It seems didn't to seem look, like that yeah. was going to work out. Yeah, yeah. Maybe that was the wife. If you know what I mean. <laughs> No, I don't. What do you mean by that? I don't know what I mean. Anyway, please on. <laughs> please explain in uh, in explicit detail. Uh, the new owner, the man who traded for this, was Henry Brinkmeyer, and from okay, so from here, the hotel just continue like, as you've noticed. Like mm. this property has changed hands every like four years. Sure. From here on out, the hotel continues to do that mm-hmm. um, with what I'll call alarming frequency. Mm. And it's one of these owners of this property that finally brings us to the heart. Of today's story. Mm. Abby. Ba. ba beer. You, you had all day. You had okay. all day. I, I know, but I don't. It doesn't help. Because so I'm going to tell you. I'm going This is spelled B-Y-R. Beer. Yeah. Beer. You can't just. Nah. No, uh, It around right the tongue. There's only three letters. You nah. can't fuck up three letters. You can fuck up three letters. You I cannot. once. I know someone. <laughs> mm-hmm. I met someone once, I should say, mm-hmm. who has no vowels in her last name. Mm-hmm. Okay. Her last name is T R N. Yeah. No. Yeah, <laughs> no. That's fine. I mean that one I know how to pronounce. It has to be turned. There's no other yeah, opportunity. Turn. Yeah. Let's do it quick. There's no vowel. How do you how do you make how do you how do you live a life with no vowels? It's impossible. This one also has sort of no vowels. Yeah. Like why is that a vowel? It's got one half vowel. Mm-hmm. Uh are we going beer? Beer. Yeah. Yes. Beer. Final okay. answer. Abby. Abby Beer Beer and her husband, they owned the hotel for a short time in the 20s. Um, Now, this is interesting because Abby came to Arizona. She was single when she moved to Arizona. She Mm -hmm. came from out east. She moved to Arizona for the climate because she had a little disease called tuberculosis. Oh. <laughs> and she thought, she thought, I'm not going to go crawl into a fucking cave to take care of this tuberculosis. <laughs> I have two options. Yeah. I can go to a cave in Tennessee yeah. or I can go out uh, out to the desert and live mm-hmm. in the free air. Mm-hmm. And she moved to Arizona. And not long after she arrived, she met and married a man who I, who I guess doesn't know what tuberculosis is. Mm-hmm. Like, what? how do you... You meet, okay, you meet someone. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're lonely. Not you, but I'm saying like, <laughs> Fuck off, but yes. Yeah. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> okay, you're lonely. And you meet uh, a woman mm-hmm. who says, uh, hello, I'm new in town. And you say, oh, wow. Yeah. Hello. Mm-hmm. I could show you around town. Mm-hmm. Uh, anything I should know about you in particular? And she mm-hmm. says, just one thing. I have TB. Uh-huh. Um, and you say. You say, it, well, you, you try and act smart. You're like, oh, that's me too. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence! I also have. T- <laughs> oh wow! TB. T- I also t- have TB. I've got that. Yeah. 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 My My parents always told me growing up, like, yeah. you've really got TB. Mm-hmm. You know what I say? T- <laughs> t- you know what I say people. I say TB. Or not TB? That's what I always say to them. <laughs> that is the question. That is the question. And, uh, <laughs> the answer is TB. Yeah. Anyway, we're in the middle of a desert and we're the only two fucking people out here. So I don't really care what you have. Will you take me to your bedroom? <laughs> 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 so, so she marries a man. Uh, so, okay. So they buy the hotel together. Mm-hmm. They buy the hotel. They get a cat. Uh, <laughs> so things are getting serious, obviously. Yeah, it's it's the next step. Yeah. They've given each other tuberculosis at this point. I mean, yeah. Oh, and they get married. I forgot. Did I say they get married? They got married. I mean, they're, yeah. If 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 somebody gives you tuberculosis, you're married to them at that point. I'm sorry. <laughs> There's just, no. I don't really till need death do you part. Indeed. Yeah. Yeah. So they got married. They bought the hotel. They got a cat, uh, and they settled in for you know a long happy a life together. Months. Sure. Yeah. Of course. Except that one of them's got consumption. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, so I don't know. Anyway, so that happened. Um, And Abby's not doing. She's not doing great. Mm-hmm, sure, she has tuberculosis. I don't know if I mentioned that. Yeah, she, she's she's going to die shortly. Yeah, not a long shelf life. And here's the here's the truly wild part about this. Like, word clearly gets out around town mm-hmm. that she has consumption. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing that makes people want to stay at a hotel. The owner of the hotel has an airborne disease that is basically completely lethal mm-hmm, at right. this time. Mm-hmm. And she's probably She work- lives in the hotel. Yeah. Yeah. She's probably They work- live there. She's probably working the front <laughs> desk. You know, like yeah. it she's yeah. more than not. Likely you. To go. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> here's your key. <laughs> <laughs> I just so word gets out that she has consumption, and people are like, maybe maybe we won't stay at this hotel. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's very surprising that. Soon after they purchased the hotel, mm-hmm. um, business didn't, it, it, it went worse there. They, they stopped doing well. That's a shame. Business is bad. <laughs> no <laughs> no one comes to the hotel and the, the beers, they're mm-hmm. losing money like crazy. Yeah. And this husband has got to be thinking like, wait a minute, <laughs> what am I doing? Yeah. Give <laughs> uh. tuberculosis. I said, cool. Mm-hmm. You said, let's we, buy a hotel. Yeah. I said, great. I really should have listened to my doctor was trying to teach me about infectious disease. <laughs> I really should not have breezed past that one. <laughs> um, so they're losing a lot of money. They're so far behind, they can't pay their property taxes. Mm. Mm-hmm. That's, that's, that's kind of a deal breaker for... Um, yeah, for, for the sheriff. For, yeah. yeah. Mm. <laughs> so they lose the hotel. So they were the owners for a very a bright but brief time. Mm. Maybe it just was not TB. <laughs> I got you for like at least a second run. Right you there. did, you did. It took. It, I don't like it, but you did. Let <laughs> <laughs> me cut that out of the show oh, for sure. Man, okay. <laughs> I can scratch his note out now. I got that one checked off. Okay. <laughs> oh, boy, so a new owner comes in. Mm-hmm. They, the names of the people who bought it were Egbert and Florence Dutcher. Oh fuck, those are Egbert. Oh. Again, like Egbert. just like what's what, coming back. What, what was it was the first one? Wood, Woodcock what was the guy's name. <laughs> it was not. It was Wood Woodville. 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 Woodville and Egbert. My Woodville and Egbert. God, if, if that's not True Detective season three, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, the shit you can get away with in like nineteen oh four. Um. So Egbert and Florence, <laughs> they say they they buy the hotel and they feel bad. They feel bad for uh for the, for the beers. Mm, Yeah. But they're still going to sanitize everything. Like I feel bad, but I'm still, I'm still rubbing everything down with isopropyl alcohol at this point. You would think that is the way that this would go because that's what I would do. Certainly Mm -hmm. what they do instead was say, we feel so bad that, um, you guys have no money left. Mm -hmm. You're so far in debt. Your life is over. Mm -hmm. And Abby, your life is over. Over, (laughs) over, Uh, And you know, Abby's husband, probably your life too. Mm -hmm. Probably tuberculosis. Um, so you can stay here rent-free. Ooh. Like in the basement or something, right? Like in a... <laughs> Based on the photos, I've seen the room had sunlight. Ooh, that's not so what I would do. it seemed like yeah. a prime room. Hmm. I mean, it's big-hearted, but I mean, it's very nice. It's very nice. Only thirty it's a rooms. It's only sixteen bathrooms. I got to imagine they're getting one of the bathrooms too. I, you have you know? to give you. This is the consumption bathroom. Yeah. You have to give them their own bathroom. Absolutely. <laughs> they keep calling on the front desk. Like, hi. I know. I'm. I know. I just called. There's more blood in the sink, and I don't really. <laughs> it wasn't here when I was just going to the bathroom a few minutes ago. So you could send someone. But I'm up. back in here a few minutes later because I <laughs> have yeah. a bladder infection. I guess yeah. that's very exactly. serious tonight. Also, the hairdryer doesn't work. So It's 1910, so we have so many problems. <laughs> um, so they say you can stay here rent-free, but you have to stay in your room because you have <laughs> yeah. tuberculosis. If you cough out the window, please. Just open the window yeah. and just cough yeah. out into nature. Yeah. I mean, you know, but if you're going to let them stay, mm-hmm. I think that's a good rule. I think that's like, fair. Yeah. It's look, fair. I, I know you like sunlight mm-hmm. and air and stuff, but you have to yeah. stay in your room. You cannot leave. <laughs> you cannot leave. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, so this is uh, this is how uh, their life went for a while. And mm-hmm. during this time, it's worth mentioning that uh, one of the frequent guests of the hotel was Tom Mix. Do you know the name Tom Mix? Mm, I do not. No, enlighten me. I once took a film class in undergraduate. Oh my gosh! Wow. Studies and uh, uh, we talked about Tom Mix a lot. And Tom Mix is basically the first true Western movie star. Oh. Oh, he did okay. a lot of. He did something like two hundred something movies. Wow! Almost all of them were silent films. Mm-hmm. He did a few talkies, and probably had a terrible voice. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Sorry, Tom, you gotta go." <laughs> but he was a he was legitimately a big deal, like a very famous movie star at the time. And he stayed at this hotel regularly, hmm. while there was uh, a lunger in the room next door. <laughs> Is that an offensive term? I don't know. I I mean, she's I got dead. It from Tombstone. But, yeah. Well, it's, yeah. Yeah. people have tuberculosis today? Anybody listening with tuberculosis, I mean, (laughs) we should have apologized at the beginning, but you knew this is where it was going to go. So Okay, so we're going to make two disclaimers (laughs) that we're going to record later for sure. That's one of them. (laughs) This is going well. Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been off for like a month and a half, so that's what (laughs) happened. We've been off for two weeks. Uh, Okay, so Tom Mix evades death, which is great. Mm -hmm. Good for him. Yeah. Yeah. And the beers are just sort of living out their lives in this hotel room mm-hmm. with their cat. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the cat's name is Noble. 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 Okay, the only like normal name we've heard so far, and for a cat, sounds good. Do you think Noble is a normal name? Uh, more so than Egbert. Yes, I would say if I'm if I have a choice between naming one of my children, <laughs> if I've named a child and a cat, and I have two names to work with, <laughs> okay, yeah, one of them is Noble and the other is Egbert. The cat is Egbert a hundred times out of a hundred. I don't really know. Egbert is actually a very good name for a cat. It's a very, it is. <laughs> it really is, yeah. You can call him Eggy. Yeah. And that's cute. Mm-hmm. That's a good name for a cat. And then whenever he's in trouble, he is Egbert. 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 And then Egbert. when he gets very old, he, he's just Bert at that point. You know, he's like just uh, decrepit. Yeah. 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 Bert. Oh, yeah. that's nice. Isn't that nice? What goes on his tombstone? Which one? Um, I, Full name. Egbert, Egbert Aloysius whatever your last name is Dean. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um anyway I, so it's an adjective but that's a fine name <laughs> mm. if you had to name a cat mm-hmm. an adjective mm. what would it be is bitey okay is bitey okay can, can we do bitey you can do bitey, okay? Um, yeah, <laughs> you're not gonna do bitey. No, no, I'm, I'll, I'll, st- I'll stick with bitey. Bitey is mine. What about yours? Bitey's good. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. Never ask a question you already know the answer to. Could I use bitey? No, you cannot use bite. No, I yeah. You know, oh. There's like there's there's twenty five thousand words that we could use. And... Yeah, there's a lot of words. Yeah. What about purple? Um... <laughs> <laughs> Purple's fine. <laughs> Screamy screamy uh okay that's fair that's fair not a cat i would want to be in a hotel room with i'll tell you that much yeah noble is a if you're going to be locked in a hotel room with a cat mm-hmm. noble is a it should be a proud like a proud cat like a, yeah like a, totally really, yeah like a regal like quiet mm-hmm. like you know condescending is fine as yeah. long as they're quiet yeah but like stinky the cat probably not one you be in a hotel room <laughs> that's with, right yeah. Anyway, so it wasn't long into this whole arrangement where they're locked in their room forever that Abby's husband was like, I should I I don't want to be in this room. I want to go. I don't I don't like this anymore. I'm tired of breathing out the window. I really want to breathe the air not out the window anymore. Yes. So he leaves to run an errand. And somehow he does not have tuberculosis. So you know, he can go out into the world. Mm -hmm. Uh, So he leaves. He goes to I don't know, like get a button in your shirt or whatever. Yeah. He does not come back. <laughs> <laughs> he defects. He defects he, from the yeah. hotel room. This is fine. Yeah. That's, that's right. Um he's finally free and I, you know, I I don't condone people leaving people. Yeah. Yeah. But. but yeah. <laughs> it's boy, it's hard to say that you should stay in this situation yeah. stuff. At this point you're kind of like if I don't leave soon, I'm pretty sure the cat's gonna leave, and I <laughs> and then I'm I le- yeah. am the only one left. Yeah, so so. I, I can't leave her then. Yeah, that's right. Also, like every day he's spending with her is potential death sentence to him mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, I think she should be cognizant of that, mm-hmm. and maybe um you know, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna victim shame. I'm not gonna. <laughs> so, so anyway, so he leaves. So he's gone. Now, so Abby's left behind with Noble. Mm-hmm. They're alone. Mm-hmm. And and she can't leave the room because she has sure. tuberculosis. Yeah. He was like the only person she could talk to. <laughs> mm-hmm. He was the only person that she could interact with in any sort of way mm-hmm. safely. I mean, safely is in quotes here. Sure. because yeah. <laughs> Again, he could die at any mm-hmm. second. Um, but she was really wrecked that he left. Uh, she can't sleep. She can't eat. Mm-hmm. Then she decides, fuck this world. I won't eat. Oh, wow. She stops taking her meals. <gasps> I think she's probably in pretty deep depression at this point, uh, is my guess. I would say so. I would say yeah. so. Yeah. Um. So she stops taking meals. And the worst part of this whole thing is she also stops letting Noble take his meals. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> I mean, I mean, she's probably pretty sick of the litter box at this point. Let's be honest. Like you're in, a, yeah, you're in a hotel <laughs> yeah, this room. Is easy, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it smells pretty bad. So, hey, I have a solution. Yeah. Don't eat anymore. I lived in a studio with two cats for a year plus, and it was mm-hmm. v- extremely unpleasant. It was one of the one of the worst decisions I made. And you managed that litter box. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So, so yeah, I get it. Anyway, so she never eats again. And after, uh, you know, I don't know, a couple of weeks, I guess, mm-hmm. Max, Abby Beard dies. And mm-hmm. the official report, this is so stupid, mm-hmm. the official report is that she died of, quote, a broken heart. <laughs> 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 Which and is not accurate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Um. Now... Noble must have gotten pretty upset about not being fed for some reason. (laughs) I I mean, you've heard Axel after not being fed for like 45 seconds (laughs) or so. I've seen Axel sitting on that cat tree and with his face in a bowl of food Mm -hmm. and still being angry that it's not enough food. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Or or more that he's angry that he's not hungry yet. Like... (laughs) (laughs) Fucking cats. So... (laughs) Um, so he must have gotten, uh, uh, Noble must have gotten pretty upset mm. because um, it seems that Abby actually locked him in the closet, which mm. is where his uh, his poor little body was found. Oh, poor little guy. Yeah. So they removed the bodies of Abby and Noble, mm-hmm. and the uh, people were like, well, no more tuberculosis because <laughs> we can stay here again. This is pretty good news. And so suddenly the hotel becomes profitable again. <laughs> That one room, that one, that one room is like all the profit margin for that whole hotel. It really is. You I know. mean, and truly like, would you stay at a hotel, like a small hotel, mm. like a boutique, boutique hotel mm. where there is someone with uh, tuberculosis? I mean, I'm still not staying in that room afterwards. Like no, they're going to. No, absolutely not. <laughs> they're going <laughs> to burn they, this to the they ground. They better like change up the room numbers or something after this all goes down <laughs> because I'm going to know which one was the tuberculosis in <laughs> dead cat room. Well, you are going to know because just, just wait. Get ahead of myself. Um. So uh, so hotel becomes profitable again Continues to change hands uh, Through the years And now today Today in the year of our Lord 2023 Even today Even today is called Hotel Vendome But if you go to Prescott, Arizona Mm -hmm. You can book yourself a room Mm -hmm. In Hotel Vendome Can I book the room? You can book the room If you go to the hotel You should be warned Mm -hmm. That ever since Abby's death Guests have reported seeing her ghost, mostly in her room, obviously, Mm. yeah, um, but also all over the hotel, kind of wandering around and (laughs) coughing on stuff, (laughs) (laughs) but mostly in her room. Um, They've seen her sitting on the bed. Mm -hmm. They've seen her walking down halls. They've seen her sitting quietly in chairs throughout the hotel and crying. Mm -hmm. Apparently, she's a pretty nice ghost in the sense that she doesn't try to terrify you, Mm -hmm. but she's a very sad ghost. Okay, yeah. Which in some ways is worse. <laughs> I think. Uh, the door to her room will open sometimes, all on its own. Like, the handle will actually turn Ooh. and the door will open. And the handle turning, I think, is the detail that really, that fucks me up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. The door just kind of opens, it's like, eh, okay. Maybe I didn't but, close it all the way. Maybe the wind shifted. Yeah, 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 like yeah. The knob actually turning. There was a knob turning and mm-hmm. it opens mm-hmm. and there's no one there. Mm-hmm. That's horrifying. Maybe it was one of those one of those handles like the long lever on it and the cat like figured out how to open it. Maybe that's what it is. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. The cat's dead. I mean, it's a ghost podcast. So <laughs> the closet door in her room also opens all by itself? Hmm. Okay. But Abby's ghost mm-hmm. is not the only ghost to wander the halls of Hotel Vendome. Mm. As you have so intuitively pointed out, Patrick, mm-hmm. Visitors also report seeing a cat <sighs> who meows in the room, scratches at the closet door, and paws at their blankets in the middle of the night. Oh, that sounds so oh, annoying. It's also a cat. Every it's so annoying. fucking night of my life. Like two in the morning. Two Me in too. I will wake up and I will hear like a, like a soft scratching and a And that fucking cat is stuck in Amy's closet. And has been for hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> how do they even get in there? I don't even know. I don't Who even know. put in that closet yeah. to shut it up, Patrick? I know. We have a thing with Taco will middle of the night jump on the bed and she she wants to sometimes she'll just like snuggle on top of the blankets, mm-hmm. like between our knees or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's fine. But usually she wants to get in a very specific place in the bed. She'll come up to where the sheets end, which is by our heads, uh-huh. and she will paw and claw and scratch and stuff. Mm -hmm. If you open, so we have a sheet and then a top, like a, like a a comforter. Sure. If you pull up the sheets, so she'll go in, she won't go in, (laughs) but if you put the, the first sheet down and then open up the top sheet, Uh she will go in. She loves to go between (laughs) the two coverings that we have. And that's what she wants. And it's just, it's so crazy. Mm -hmm. That at 3 a.m., I have to wake up and pull up the sheets and hold one to the mattress Mm -hmm. and the other one up in the Mm -hmm. air so that my cat can go into that weird space Mm -hmm. for literally, I don't know, 45 seconds (laughs) before then saying, nah, and just running out of the room. It's very frustrating. Cats are terrible. (laughs) Why do we have them? Uh. Anyway. Um, so Noble's also a ghost. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> and good for Noble, yeah. you know? Good for Noble. Now, in a move that I think is actually pretty sweet, the current owners, again, Year of Our Lord 2023, they keep Abby's room filled with cat toys. Oh, So you're going to know if you stay in this room <laughs> because there will be cat toys fucking everywhere. Shit. I watched a video. Mm-hmm. There were cat toys. I mean it everywhere. I... I don't know. Like if I show up at a holiday inn and like I get, you know, the fun room that's covered in cat toys, I I'm I'm just going to ask for another room. I I you so know, you think I think the fun that that that's a, that's positioning their idea of fun like they like, oh you got the one with the ghost oh it's fun yeah. for them to yeah. put you in a cat room yeah 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 Yeah. yeah. No, fun for me yeah, probably yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> i'm asking for a different room you know i yeah uh, so uh if you go to hotel vendome today and uh, and you book abby's room you will walk into a a literal uh cat ladies space <laughs> it's cool um you probably be pretty confused. <laughs> like, what are these cat toys doing here? But you know, in the night, you'll uh, you'll learn, you'll mm-hmm. understand. And if you want to visit Abbey and Noble, you can go to Prescott and uh, you can book a room there. It's it. Uh, so I've actually walked past this hotel several times. Mm-hmm. I never knew that it was haunted. Mm-hmm. Certainly never knew that it was haunted by uh, a cat lady <laughs> uh, and cat. <laughs> Uh, but it's still there. In 2019, the U.S. News and World Report ranked it as one of the eight best hotels in Prescott. What? Yeah. <laughs> That's a point mean, qualifier yeah. there. <laughs> um, what I, I would describe it, if I had to, gun to my head, i describe it as a bed and breakfast mm-hmm. that is also a flop house. <laughs> And if you look at it, that's that's the vibe. I think I feel very, very comfortable. Yeah, but only for Ghost Cats. Like everybody else, probably not. Sure. But, yeah, you're not yeah. having you're not getting lucky here, but mm-hmm. Ghost Cats definitely it's a two-star hotel. <laughs> hey. If that's interesting to you. Better than one. Yeah, yeah. Could be a lot worse. Could be worse. Well, could be yeah. Could well, be a I little mean. worse. <laughs> <laughs> um and uh I will say this. So uh, we mentioned this was a, this whole area is a big uh, Native American um, original uh, space, and there's still some reservations around there. There are therefore some casinos mm-hmm. nearby, and I just want to say, anyone listening, if you work at Bucky's Casino, which is one of them, mm-hmm. or at the Yavapai Casino, mm-hmm. there's another one in Prescott. Um, if you want to book the, is this a ghost tour? We would love to uh, to, <laughs> to come out, and then we could, uh, you know, we'll we'll do that. We'll do a mm-hmm. live ghost hunt of the Hotel Vendome. That could be mm-hmm. fun for everyone. I think mm-hmm. show travels probably pretty well. I think so. I, I know we'll, I know where the airport we'll, is. going to be fine. Yeah, yeah, we'll know how uh, our tech works after C two e two, which. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's Real real toss up right now. Um, but that's the story of Hotel Vendome in Prescott, Arizona. Should we go there? Got nothing else to do.